like a crutch. Good morning. This is H.T. Webster. Welcome to my podcast, Shared Consequences. And as promised, I have my two most lovely leading ladies here with me. My sister, Nicole, finally made it. She's bowing for everybody now. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> and our beautiful mama. Good morning. Um, I'm not going to do the crisis line uh, information today because it's in the other room. I forgot. So just listen to a past episode if you need that in the beginning. And um, I also stated that I'm no longer gonna do like episode numbers because I can't seem to keep track. Um, Cause I told you I'm not good at math. So I'm just gonna do the date. So today's April 17th, 2021. And what do you guys wanna talk about? Why don't you ask us questions? Okay. Well, I've been telling everybody from the beginning that Nikki was gonna tell the story of what she saw from the second floor window in the house in Afton when she finally realized what was happening. And I wanted you to tell people how, what you went through that day, what you thought you needed to do and how hard that must've been. So let's just get right down to the meat. (laughs) Okay. I guess it's a good thing we didn't rehearse. So you tell your part of the story. Yeah, we don't do that. Well, what I saw was very, it was very brief. I just was peeking out the blinds because I saw that or heard that you had come home. Um, from where I was, I could just see, you know, you sat there for a few minutes. Nobody was getting in or out of the car. Then I could see uh, Dave Curtis pull his seatbelt to the left so that he could lean inward. And I could see, you know, the same thing kind of from your side. So I didn't, I guess I didn't, actually see specific stuff just enough just enough so that i knew what was going on of course it was a long time ago i don't know and then i thought that i remembered you saying that when she got out of the car he beeped the horn for her to come back and when she came back he made her kiss him and that's what you did see I mean, I recall that part of the that conversation. That could be entirely so, possible. I don't remember I, the I haven't thing spoke, at all. I haven't said this. I know. This is in, the first I've heard of this. Oh, I don't recall year, this so. at all. This is the first so, we've even talked about this. So forgive me if I don't. Yeah, if I don't recall everything specifically. And then I just remember, like, my first thought in my head was like, oh, my God. You can what? swear on here. I swear. Oh, I, I will swear a lot. Okay. Oh, my God. What is happening? What? Like, you know, you try to talk yourself through it. Like, did I did like I see what I saw? Yeah. Was that, I, I, I was just, I don't know. And then I think I just kept debating shock. and debating and debating. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to say something to you. I just didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm not even sure I remember everything that you said to me when you told me. I just I mean, remember that, stuff that we I were driving to yeah. an Apple Fest. Yes, and morning. I recall all of that too. Yes, mm-hmm. and I can remember every detail of that ride almost. And then I do remember after I said that, yeah. that, well, I mean, like from then, I don't know as if I ever really, maybe I just kind of pushed it off a little bit to let everybody, you know, handle it however they had because to handle it. we were the adults. But I think, yeah, I think yeah. I kind of just tried to... You didn't know how to handle that. Go you, about whatever. You, you but... did what you were supposed to do, 
what but you at the felt same you time, to do. And since we're on this subject, this is gonna be hard for me. I think that you have were mad at me for oh yes, thirty years. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. See, I don't. Fi- I don't feel like I was. I don't think. I that think you... I was mad at. I know I was mad at mom. I don't think you were intentionally mad at me. I think because, like, as you state in all your things. Ooh, he loved you know what I mean oh, and, sure. and I I broke up the so even the love though fest. you love me and you are thankful <laughs> of to me for that I think deep down over all these years you've harbored some sort of that bitch well <laughs> yeah well and if that's that's probably there's probably some truth to that but you also have to um, let's just make it clear that that was, was also part of the plan of his from the beginning of was course. to alienate yes. everybody that was supposed to take care of me yeah so that he could continue his abuse so i was just programmed to feel that way but i honestly don't remember feeling that way out loud for 30 years or even in that moment um about you 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 mom i was i was Oh, I know that. You you hated me and I know that for a long, long time, for years, and I know that. And And probably because you then at that point, once I I was said what I said, you had to take over and start doing all the mm -hmm. the work horrible things, yeah, to make it stop. Like when you took me to the gynecologist, I if I I remember that I wanted to die and I was like I can't like because then you didn't I felt then like you weren't believing me mm-hmm. and like the truth is not is certainly not serving me at this point so mm-hmm. why you know and and again that's just <clears throat> the whole point of this podcast that is just another shared consequence mm-hmm. of the behavior of a victim towards their family because that's what these predators train them to do mm-hmm and to unravel that mm-hmm. takes 30 plus years. Yes. If they live that long. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so for any parent or even any family member, I think you just need to be prepared to know that you will have to deal with that. You'll have to deal with the fact that your child will probably think you're the worst person in the world because yeah. that's what probably will happen because especially Especially if they're still in all of those stages because they're not going to think that you are doing anything that's good for them at all. Right. They think that you are doing everything that's ruining their life. And you did certainly, you thought I was ruining your life. You thought I was the enemy. I was your enemy. You thought I was definitely your enemy. And no matter what I did, it wasn't going to change. So I just had to keep going and doing it. And mm-hmm. But I think your sister's right to an extent i think i don't think you hated her but i think you were a little upset and it definitely affected your relationship in some Mm -hmm. ways for a long time i think on a subconscious level yes in a way you were always jealous because i didn't have to go through that really yes yeah like like lucky you you know oh you you got to have you got to have a normal life (laughs) but at the same time you didn't though. Well, no, I didn't. And it, but you're you were young. Yeah. And at the same time, <clears throat> I know <laughs> we're all crying now. In case anybody's wondering what the awkward is. <laughs> we're all sobbing. I'm. 
I don't want this to sound bad either. Just say it. Uh, just be. Well, I'm trying real. to. I'm trying to say it. I'm trying to figure out how to say it. At the same time, everything has been about you. Of course. Yes, that's what I mean. And you got. Like, <laughs> not, and not that it shouldn't be. Because no, it should I be, know. But that's been. But that is a complete and honest truth mm -hmm. that you got. I went to grandma and grandpa's. Even, Dad yes, went I'm away. Say, even with extended family members. Mom went away. And, and I extended. Don't, yeah, you don't. I'm not close really with. With any of them. Right. I know. <laughs> and at, because everybody had to rush in and save me. And mm -hmm. you got left standing in that driveway right. all by yourself. Mm -hmm. I and that's true. And um, that's another thing that people also need to be aware of. This is where counseling really comes in, I think, and which we tried to do, but I think because of during the era that we were doing this, counseling was not as widespread and wasn't as welcome. We tried to go to counseling. And it wasn't as good. I don't think. Right, it wasn't as good. Um, we tried to go to counseling. It did not... Um, nobody really want I think maybe every, it was so raw for us maybe mm -hmm. at the time and so no one really wanted to partake I didn't, deal, I didn't want to deal with any of it you didn't want to deal with it your father nope. didn't want to deal with it so we certainly couldn't we tried it as a family that did not work um, I went periodically on my own getting you Heather to go was just impossible that was you just would not go I mean I had to practically drag you by the hair of your head to go any place like that and it, it wasn't working so I don't think everybody I was kind until I was almost 30 years old right and so to get anyone to get any help was impossible I mean you couldn't actually force anybody in the door of a counselor's office so um, and even you it took you a couple of counselors to find the right one but I when what your sister is saying is true and I consciously knew that at the time that and I have told you this before that I was telling myself at the same time I have another child yeah I have another child that I cannot forget about and so in my conscious mind I was telling myself that well all my energy was actually going towards everything surrounding you and Curtis and the trial and all the fallout and I don't and feel that you forgot about. I know me. that I know or or dad I don't feel that I was forgotten about no but she I became just, a ghost like I just she was a victim I was she able was to go do my, my own a victim. thing which were not good things by the way <laughs> <laughs> they were they were bad things but it wasn't that bad they were well yeah, but they weren't. They weren't the desired things yeah. that I would have wanted you to be doing. Well, none of us right. got to do that. You know? right. That's correct, and that's another fallout. Until I had to go back home and take care of Dad. <laughs> yes, you know? which which you shouldn't have had to do either. And then there's a whole. That's a whole other. That's, fallout. A, that's a whole other thing. And then mm -hmm. Heather and Dad's relationship that I've always tried to mend. Yes, mm -hmm. over the years, because yeah. it was so bad for a while. Mm -hmm. And yes. I mean, just and just so many things with her. I remember all the different things with you. Oh yeah, I remember all the old men that I went to live with and well, not that, but I always thought you were dying. You always thought you had something wrong with you. I still feel. I still do that. I know you do to an extent. Not as you, bad as I used. Right? To. No, no. My God, no. You had. I remember specifically one time you said, "My pinky. Look at my pinky. It twitches." And and she was determined. She was gonna. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, she had not spoke with dad. Mm -hmm. And I remember being fed up 
this is when I moved down the airport road and I said, that's it. You two, <laughs> you two are talking because I am not doing this anymore. You are not fucking dying. <laughs> I know. It's and you need to talk to her and you just guys, you know, because you blamed him. And I did. For a long time. Yeah. I did. We all blamed each other. Yes. It was all just crazy. We everything all blamed so each crazy. other yeah. for everything. We, we tried to kill each other as slowly as we yes. could. Yes. At the same time as loving each other. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I personally, I didn't blame anybody. I didn't, I don't no, recall. You were the peacemaker. I, I just remember being mad that my mm-hmm. sister was taken away from me. Yes. Because you two, you two were so close growing up. Into that, into I tried to kill you. <laughs> to that That's point, you two were so close. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't know if you remember this or not, but when we moved, before we moved, when we moved to Afton, before we moved there, you shared a bedroom your whole childhood. Mm-hmm. We thought it was the greatest thing that you have your own separate rooms. Oh my gosh, you had your own separate rooms. How great <laughs> you're gonna, you know, right? You can decorate your own rooms the way you want them. What did you two end up doing? Sleeping together. Sleeping together. <laughs> In one room for I don't know a couple of weeks. It was the funniest thing. But your dad and I would open the door, and you'd hear, there the two of you would be in the same room. <laughs> so, do you, that's how close you two were. Mm-hmm. He destroyed that or tried to, right. because look at the two of you again now. Yes, that nothing could put the two of you apart. No, no matter what. So it took a long time for us to find our way back. There, yes, though. yes, yes, it did. But yeah, he. The, the, this is the thing, you know, same thing with what you were saying about dad and and me always feeling like I was going to drop dead. And and that that's, I think, is just something that you're, because you always know that something's wrong. Yes. Right, but you like can't you, identify you what that is. So you have to figure yeah. out, oh, it must be my heart, must be my lungs, must yep, be right. my back, must be I have a brain tumor, must be this. I mean, you walk around waiting to drop dead that's why i joked with you when this whole COVID thing came mm-hmm. and you were like i thought you would be much more yes. anxious about this and i was like i've been waiting to drop dead for 30 <laughs> years like this is this is just one more thing to add to the reason list for me so it's um one, it's really your soul that's dying yeah. or that you feel is dead and not your and not really a physical part of your body but your soul right because your they did they decipher that that's your right brain, your brain wants a reason Right. For things, and it knows the reason deep down, but it doesn't feel that it's safe enough to give you the truth about that reason. So mm-hmm. it will show you something else instead, hoping mm-hmm. to placate you, so that you just focus on that right. and not, you know. Right. I mean, I used to freak out because I could see like my veins and yes. my, my yes. legs, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God, something's wrong." I mean, it's, it's just. It, it's just another part of people that have trauma of what they go through. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Nikki recognized all that for what it really was. I mean, you, I know I say this, I've said this to you before, but you were like, you were my candle in my seat in the, in the belly of the whale. You just sat with me in the middle of that dark place and you're still sitting there with me, really. <laughs> because and, uh, you've had, well, because I think that's, that's what I'm something. here for. Yeah. And that's what you, and I believe that too, because from the time I brought her home from the hospital, at the time your dad and I brought her home from the hospital. Oh, he was you, there that day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, and, dad, and, just kidding, well, dad. And, and getting back to that too, you and your dad were close as, when you were little. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, I remember 
But from the time that we brought her, you home, your sister was waiting at the door for you. And she goes, there's my baby. <laughs> so you guys have had that and he couldn't destroy that totally. He and, he, and he couldn't destroy us. He, no. That's right. It, he did a it damn good job strange. trying. <laughs> like when you watch those cartoons and somebody's on a tight wire and all those yeah. little strands snap one at a time, you yeah. know, and then there's one left. Yeah. We've sustained but we have on overcome that all one that. Yeah. and have somehow, like a miraculous spider, managed to rebuild those yes. strands. Yes. Yes. That's a very good analogy. Up, right. Like if we had a graph chart, it would have been like, Way down, and then you know, and then yep, like you're absolutely right, like a breaking hammock or something. Because you cannot yeah. break us, and that is, I that's, think, that's right. You cannot regardless. Break us. And I think there's our families out there that they just can't sustain. Like they can't. Well, they don't know. Well, they can't. And I don't mean. Maybe and I get that. Have, I don't fault anybody for that. Oh, I don't that's, either. But I think there's also families out there that have the strength they don't know about. That maybe they're and, feeling at that right. point that we were at one point too. And oh yeah. If we can just say hang in there and stick together that's right don't you know it, hang on to that love you have mm -hmm. for each other because that will get you through that's right eventually maybe you have to walk through all that shit mm -hmm. and all that crap Not but you got to get through it to get to the other side you can't ignore it. You have to walk through it maybe 30 years from now <laughs> hopefully not right, but but still yeah um you have you can't ignore it and if you do ignore it it will take you longer and it will be a lot harder, I think. So I do think though, don't give up hope. Don't ever give up hope. Mm -hmm. And never stop loving each other. Not like we could anyway, I don't think so. Right. We just had to do it differently and did it a little bit from afar for, for yeah. a while. Yep. And if there's, I think there's a lot of good counseling out there now because this is in the limelight more than it ever used to be. So I think there is better counseling out there. So if there's an opportunity for people to get some kind of help, then they should maybe grab onto that rope and hang on to it and try to get some kind of peace if they can. All right. Can I, can I ask one more question about like the, what we were speaking about in the beginning so after after you told mom or whatever what did you what was your relationship with curtis like because the school was so small i think i was graduated didn't i, I you were, oh yeah she was in college she, she didn't, she didn't i didn't, went to a half a semester <laughs> in Brule, that's not why <laughs> I didn't realize you were out of school by then. Oh yeah, she had graduated. I don't remember that. But I think that's another reason I attribute that attribute that to her not finishing for her failing at college. Oh my god, we didn't get to do my marketing teacher, the first thing she said in class, she was talking about how she had three different VCRs and three different rooms, and I thought, well this fucking blows, I'm out of here. <laughs> I yeah. didn't want to hear about that. You, um, I, I never had a relationship with. I was good friends with Kristen. I know his, that's his daughter. His daughter. I'm sorry, can I say that? Yeah. Um. And she always, she would always complain. She would always, but we all did about our parents. You know, oh my father, he's such an asshole. But she would never say why she didn't care for him because you could tell that she was that there was an issue there. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But she never spoke of it and. However, she now did. Now she's followed him to Vermont. 
Yeah. And, and which is odd to me, though. It's extremely odd to me that she had... A father-daughter relationship. But she did say once he was arrested for um, molesting you, she goes, oh, I'm not surprised. Who did she say that to? I can't remember who she said it to, whether it was to... I thought she said it to you, Nick. I don't know. I told you, I don't really... But um, she said Honestly, it to somebody. there was a lot of pot smoking back then. <laughs> so... Um, but she said that to someone, and I thought it was to Nikki now, but I can't remember for sure. So when his own daughter wasn't surprised yeah. that, that that had happened, what she, I mean, what she had happening? to know. She, was she knew. 17, she knew. 18 yeah. at the time we were friends, so she, there's no way. Not only did she know, a lot of adults knew what was happening, or at least were suspicious of what was happening mm -hmm. and never said a stinking thing mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. well yeah i mean he said so, to take me home he would uh, go take me to their house and or one time he took me down to the uh armory in binghamton to the boat show well what about all the times you were going into the office are you telling me those oh, office well, yeah, ladies never knew the people said, those, the secretaries those, never knew what was happening yeah behind and every the door? time that loudspeaker didn't just go from one room to the next it went through the whole well the whole entire k through 12. and so every day he's calling the same five people well i was going to say not just you but all the other people times. that's and, what i mean yeah and, and I remember one day that I was in there, John Donnelly, remember John Donnelly? Superintendent. He was the superintendent. Mm -hmm. I always remember he had these like really... He's a tall guy. He was guy. a tall guy yeah. and he had like these coat hanger shoulders that like mm -hmm. stuck out, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a nice guy. And I remember coming out of... Cur he was coming to talk to Curtis and I remember coming out of the office and he must... And of course the door was closed, Curtis's office. Mm -hmm. And as I was opening the door, I remember him standing there and I still remember he just had like this look on his face like, I don't know, maybe curiosity or maybe... Maybe he was suspicious. Maybe it just suddenly hit him like, like what oh, the hell is going on here? Mm -hmm. But, you know, that was early on. Right. And so, and I'm not, I'm not blaming certain people. I, I think what it is is people, like I, I watched um, the feral... Uh, Mia Farrell versus uh, Alan. Uh, Woody Allen thing. And the psychologist on there said, we don't, as adults, we don't want to believe it's like seeing a ghost, like mm -hmm. they said, mm -hmm. trying to decipher what she really saw. Right. Even if, And if it's an adult that's in a prestigious position or maybe, mm -hmm. you know, admired by the community, you don't want to believe that. So it's easier to rationalize something out mm -hmm. and go home and sleep with that yes. than yep. it is to lay in bed thinking, what is he doing to yeah. these kids? Because it's too, it's too awful. Yeah. It's too awful to wrap your head around those kind of things happening. Just like Nikki's saying, Nikki was a young girl at the time. And to be able to see something like that and think, oh my gosh, is this really what I'm seeing? Right. Is this what's happening? I mean, I can't even imagine what was going through her head and how she was trying to process I think my that. very first thought, I think I was angry. You were angry. And I don't necessarily, I, I think part of me was angry at you a little bit because I thought, what is she doing? Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. I, you know, as my, as my first thought. Mm -hmm. And then, honestly, I don't remember You much. were very angry at him when you told me about it. Um, you were extremely angry mm -hmm. at him um, w when you were talking to me about it. And 
I think it was just actually the next day that you told me the day it, it could have been it I, wasn't it wasn't a, like a week or anything like that because I couldn't it was, it was driving me crazy yes, I do remember that God. I remember being like but I think you felt uh, safe maybe in the car talking to me just the two me. of us was it just yeah. the two of us mm -hmm. yeah we I think on. it was just the two of us. It was just the probably, two of us. We he were was on probably somewhere with Curtis at that time, and I probably she thought. might have been. It was a Saturday, and we were going to the Green Apple Festival. Mm -hmm. And for her to not be with us. Mm -hmm. Yep, I was probably. Mm -hmm. Well, that's another ploy, though, that he used was, I became very good friends with, with his, his son, son David. Mm -hmm. What a way to use your children. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. He used mm -hmm. everybody because Absolutely. there was nobody that was important to him. Yeah. And you know, and I would, you know, David wants to know if you want to come play basketball and stay mm -hmm. for dinner. David mm -hmm. wants to know this. Or David wants to know if you can come help him. Mm -hmm. Whatever. It's interesting. I'd, I'd be interested to know what kind of relationship he and David have today. And I'd be. I, I don't think, think they, they do. do. Yeah. I mean, I'm on. Well, that's. I'm not on social media like sissy, but. She, as far as I know, he's still in the area, and I don't think, uh, I don't know. Well, that would be because smart of David. Because those kids yeah. and his wife were all victims, too. No, of course oh, they were. And but I believe it, his wife was his first victim because she I was do his too. I do, too. So. I do, too. And I think she was... Oh, I don't think I was aware of that. Yes. You didn't know that? Yes. yes. She, was a she was a student from one of the other schools. Yep. And um, I think she was so brainwashed yep. that she thought... Just like Heather did. He loves me. Yep, he loves me. I'm his. Oh yep, my God, I'm I never special. knew that. Yes. I didn't know that. I yeah. did not. So know I, that. I think yes. I knew that, but maybe forgot it. And then I found I... out when I was doing my research on the newspapers.com or whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, she was, because there's a photo in one of the old papers mm -hmm. of her standing in the back of a class mm -hmm. um, that he was either guest speaking at or teaching or something. Mm -hmm. But of course, he waited till she went to college to propose. So. Oh, yeah, because he would have been grooming her for years, right, yeah. I'm sure. And he, um, what was he going to say about that? Well, I lost that train. Because she did always seem so sad. She was I so much younger than him. So she was very sullen. Yeah, yes. like all the time. Very quiet, time. very yes. withdrawn. Yes. She was always quiet and, and withdrawn. Yes. She's very kind. Very nice, yes. Mm -hmm. yeah, she, she was a very would, kind person. She mm -hmm. would try, like when I was there and, and the, when I spent the night, like she would she would get, you know, stuff mm -hmm. ready for, for the couch or wherever I was going to sleep. And, mm -hmm. Or if we had dinner, she was always like... I don't want to say doting, but trying to, to take care of me like she mm -hmm. did David and Kristen, you know, mm -hmm. here, I'll reach your plate if you want more or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but he would always interrupt that, mm -hmm. you know, and he'd say, uh, Kathleen, do whatever. Well, you know, after... <clears throat> I'll take her to do this or... After the trial and everything and after he moved away, she was working as a waitress in one mm -hmm. of the local restaurants and she... Your dad and I happened to be in there for dinner mm. at the time, and she approached I didn't, me. I don't know this story. She approached she me. She did. Mm-hmm. And she started crying. <gasps> and, Mom, you never told me the story. Well, it's very emotional. Um, <clears throat> and she said, "I wanted to tell you that I'm sorry." And I said, "Kathy, I never." blamed you I feel that you are a victim as well and she said I I thought I always I didn't know if you thought it was my fault oh my god and I thought that was a very interesting statement to me yes 
and at the time I didn't really realize how much of an interesting statement it was compared to how it would be today you know um, when you say my fault at that time I'm thinking did she think what did she know what was happening is oh, that what yeah. she thought I thought did it, I, I because I never thought for a minute that she thought that she knew what was happening and she was allowing it I never thought that but now as time has gone on is it because the same thing happened to her and she felt she could have seen the signs and stopped it? So I, you know, who knows why, but um, yes. And we hugged each other and um, that was the last time I ever saw her. Really? Oh mm -hmm. And I'm yeah. pretty sure she's still in Afton. I've heard that. Yeah. Is she? I, yeah. I've heard I that she's, so. yeah. I don't know why she would want to stay there, but I mean, apparently, you know, that's her life. And I hope that she has a good life. I hope that her life has worked out much better. And, um, yeah, I hope so. I heard that she, I she remarried, I think. I heard that she remarried, she found nice, somebody because nice she, she was a very nice person. And I hope that she it, also it, got help that she might've needed. I don't know. As far as my memory serves me up, she was, I don't, I don't ever, I mean, if she, if it happened, if the same grooming happened to her, I'm sure she probably had questions of why he had such an interest in me. But I don't, it was certainly not tacitly. Well, think about this. The grooming that she had was so good that she married this person. Right. She thought she was the, the one, one yep. forever. So all of these things with all of those boys, mm -hmm. with all of the girls before you, mm -hmm. all of the others, never raised any red flags to her because that grooming was that fucking good. Right, which is why it, mom said fuck on the air. <laughs> which is why it takes 30 years yes. to unravel that yes. in a lot of people because yes. if, if if the perpetrator is good at what they do, mm -hmm. you know, just like that other thing that we watched where right. uh, the, the girl was talking to the, not her um, perpetrator, but another mm -hmm. perpetrator. Right.